Streaming now on ExtremeSports.com and on the Extreme Sports app. Extreme Sports and the Hastings Tribune presents the Tribbling Tailgate Talk Show with your hosts Mike, Marcus, Will, and Nick. And hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Tribune Tailgate Talk Show. We are live tonight in Geneva, Will. Good to see you back. We've got to Marcus back. Nick, uh, you, you survived your, your little uh, run over the weekend. So the gang is all here. Welcome. I think this is the third episode. Good to be in uh, Geneva tonight. It's been uh, quite some time since I've been in Geneva. Welcome, guys. Yeah, my first time in, uh, well, at the Overtime Sports Bar and Grill. But I've uh, been in Geneva a few times. Uh, good football team playing this season saw them a few times last year and yeah i uh you know needed that break after that one episode i recorded with you guys the uh, the first week so uh <laughs> here i am you know I, I listened to that that episode so you know i heard all the the crap you were throwing my way but uh good good to be back so uh, Dick, you, you had kind of an adventurous weekend as well didn't you i did yeah we did a uh relay race uh that spanned 70 miles and i was a part of that and uh the slowest one on the team but uh i did survive and uh i i did almost as much running around as you have done so far today making it here from the state softball tournament but yeah marcus uh what was your weekend like i know you had a little football action on what thursday night well friday night actually but it was a cold night down there in red cloud friday night and you and jimmy were giving me heck about that going down the red cloud you know lodging and parking I, I, I think you're right i think they would have given me a park pass for that all right so we're going to be talking some uh, local sports uh we got all kinds of stuff like uh they said uh, we're just flying back from uh, state softball and we we apologize we're a few minutes late today but the hastings high uh beatrice softball game today took forever to play and the tigers uh, won it in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning unbelievable comeback for hastings high so we'll be talking uh, some state softball coming up We've got, of course, uh, some football we're going to be talking about. We've got some more predictions coming our way. What else on the show today, uh, Will? Yeah, we've got some, some special special guests. We've got uh, Geneva City Administrator Kyle Speck, former Hastings Tribune sports editor. He'll be on in just a little bit. We've got the uh, head football coach here in Geneva, Fillmore Central's uh, own Gabe Eberhardt. So that'll be fun to uh, hear his thoughts on the season so far. And then, you know, we, we've got uh, yeah, softball and, uh, and a few other things to cover. You know, girls golf just wrapped up. So um, talk a little bit about that as well. But um, let's, let's kind of just throw it in there, too. Um, state softball right now. I mean, since that's the fresh thing on our minds, we'll kind of start there. We had the first day today in Hastings at the Smith Softball Complex. And um, Hastings High obviously got a, an adventurous win that, that you just were, were able to cover, Mike. And, and St. Cecilia obviously uh, was prevailed earlier today, too. They had a 7-3 victory over Gothenburg. Um, so, Hastings High, let's start there. Mike, uh, tell me about, about that miraculous six-run comeback they completed. Uh, unbelievable. Hastings High did absolutely nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing at the plate uh, for the first four innings. And then they, they got going, and uh, uh, they eventually got to a 7-5, to five and they got to the seventh inning, put a couple of uh, runners on with some walks. I think there was a hit batter in there. Then uh, a big three-run single down the line in the right field, and I think it just absolutely stole the hearts from Beatrice because they were in complete uh, in complete control, and that's a softball game until the last couple of innings. And Hastings High steals that. Now they're going to be rewarded with uh, playing Blair. Yeah, they they win uh, today, so they get to play uh, Blair tonight. And the winners bracket Blair might be one of the better teams, uh, regardless of class. Uh, they'll be playing Blair uh, in the night camp tonight. That baby will be started about 10 o'clock because of the length of the Hastings High game. So, anyway, that's what's going on there. Hastings Saints, to say, by the way, they won earlier today 7-3 to, to three in their first ball game. 
they're, they're trailing Ashland Greenwood. Uh, they're playing right now. They're trailing Ashland Greenwood. Uh, I think it was six to one. Nine to one now. Yeah, yeah. nine to one now. So Ashland Greenwood is uh, handling St. Cecilia. So the Hawkeyes can't come back. They'll play in the elimination ball game tomorrow. They're going to play uh, more games tomorrow. Weather-wise, not going to look good tomorrow, guys. Uh, we got wind. We've got uh, maybe some rain in the forecast for tomorrow. It rained for the uh, St. Cecilia game today. But uh, I think uh, tomorrow's going to be much worse. And if we get to the if-necessary games on uh, Friday, holy smokes, they're calling for uh, winds like 60 miles per hour uh, out at uh, Hastings at the uh, Smith Complex. And you know out there the winds even blow even 10 to 20 miles per hour or more. So it is not going to be a good day. And hopefully we can just get through and not play those if-necessary games on Friday, yeah? You know it's state softball when the weather is just disgusting outside. I think I've, I've been at the Tribune for seven, eight years now, and I think I've covered state softball, and it's been, you know, 70 and beautiful once. So it's never going to be perfect, and it's miserable sometimes. Say That's typical October softball in the state of Nebraska. It's, it won't be a typical state softball year if it's not 50 degrees, it's rainy, it's windy, at least one day out of the three days here. So you couldn't ask for almost in a more normal Wednesday for a state first day of the state softball tournament. It was funny because while it was raining there at the complex, over at Elks Country Club for the district cross country meet, sunshine. Uh, it was perfect weather, nice and cool. It was really funny. I mean, evidently, you know, cross country brings out that kind of weather instead. But, Mike, uh, Mike and I are sitting in rain at the Smith Complex, watching it downpour as Gothenburg is is trying to pitch to Saint Cecilia. And, uh, and Nick's sending me a photo of a sunshiny day over at the golf course. So. Well, that, was, uh, that was basically when St. Cecilia made their yeah. move, when it was absolutely pouring out. I thought, <laughs> wow, this game can't continue any longer. I know they were trying to get to the end of the game, but uh, they did. And St. Cecilia won that ball game with the Hawkins uh, trailing uh, here in the uh, second ball game. By the way, we're here at the Overtime uh, Grill and Lounge in Geneva. I was just uh, checking out their menu. They've got all kinds of stuff. I think it's a steak night going on tonight in the gang uh, with the, the, the salad bar and everything here. So we've had the wings the first uh, couple of weeks on our little special occasions. Uh, it's steak tonight. Steak with a uh, salad bar here tonight at the overtime uh, grill and lounge here in Geneva. Uh, you, can, you can catch these guys. They've got all kinds of things on the menu. They've got uh, burgers. They've got all kinds of different sandwiches. They've got even a, a kid's menu, and they've got uh, wings as well. We'll tell you about the steaks uh, throughout the night, appetizers, whatever you want. This is the place to hang out. I can tell that already. This is your good neighborhood bar down here in uh, Geneva. So this is the place to hang out if you're in the Geneva area or if you're just uh, traveling through maybe for a, a football game or something like uh, this Friday night. Come down early. Come down early. St. Cecilia is going to be playing a Fillmore Central Friday night. So what the heck? Get in the car, load up the buggy, bring the, the entire family, bring the neighborhood. Come on down to the overtime uh, lounge and bar. They're going to get you set up uh, before you head out to the football game. Why not? They'll have you all ready to go and uh, get your tummy full before we see a great football game on uh, Friday night. So checking out the overtime grill and lounge. They're right downtown, real easy to find. You can, uh, you can Google it if you want. That's how I found it. I drove it right here. I drove right to the front door. So uh, come on down again like Friday night uh, for the Saints to sell you game. We'd love to have you at the Overtime uh, Grill and Lounge in beautiful downtown Geneva. Hey, Mike, what happened when you walked through the front door, though? I, I couldn't believe that. You're not going to spill the beans, are you? I, I know I've been losing a little bit of weight, and maybe I didn't cinch up my belt as uh, tight as I usually do as I'm running through the front door with all kinds of gear. My pants fell down. Yep. No, my, my pants yep. fell down. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I could feel him going. I said, now what do I do? My, my hands were full as I walked through the front door of the overtime grill and lounge. It's like my, my pants fell down. I, I couldn't believe that. I was so embarrassed. None of these guys went up to help you. Huh? No, man. No, I, I noticed that. None of that, you, the front table's waving at us. They saw it all. They saw it all unfold. You, you guys didn't. We should get, interview them later. Well, you guys didn't get pictures of that, did you? Hopefully not. I'm not going to be scattered all over Facebook when I get home. I'm, I'm with my pants down around my my uh, knees. I, I couldn't believe that happened, but it really did happen. Ex- really Extremesports.com. Post it there, and <laughs> and we'll find we'll find it later. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, roll on here. What do we got to roll? On? I I lost my itinerary today. So, uh, what do we got going here? When we get Kyle in here, 
Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get there here, here quickly, but uh, I just want to talk quickly about girls' golf. Uh, that wrapped up yesterday afternoon. Uh, we had tournaments in Grand Island. That was Class A. We had uh, Class B out in Scotts Bluff. Class C was in uh, just south of North Platte at Lake Maloney Golf Club. I uh, want to give a quick shout-out to Minden. We'll talk about them here in a little bit. Marcus wants to, to uh, talk about the Whippets. But Minden coming up second place to, uh, to Broken Bow in the Class C tournament. Um, had, a, had a great run. You know, they've been battling all year with Broken Bow, so um, good on them for finishing second. Adam Central, um, Sydney O'Day caps her career with a seventh-place finish, and, uh, and Peyton Hartman uh, finishes 11th uh, as, a, as a sophomore. So, um, you know, big shout-out to the, uh, the state golf teams in the, in the Tribland area that were able to, to finish it out and, uh, and get the job done out in, in, the, in their respective courses. So, All right, so uh, golf is going on. Like I said, district cross-country. Uh, meets uh, went on uh, last week, and they're getting set for the uh, state meet coming up. And that is that this week or next week? Next uh, week, yes. The state meet is next week. Uh, we had some districts today that got moved from Thursday because of you know the impending weather that we talked about. But uh, <clears throat> the, over there at the Elks Country Club, we had Class C four and D four districts going on. And um, as far as the lost my spot, Class C four boys uh, Minden. They finished, they had three in the top 15, sorry, uh, led by Sam Cedarberg. He's run 331 consecutive days after last district meet. Uh, he had a disappointing performance. And it made him so upset that he's dedicated himself to run every day since then. 331 days? Straight, yeah. Wow. And so, I mean, it helped. Uh, he finished third today. Uh, Fillmore Central added a qualifier as well as Adam Central, Ryan Stritt. Uh, on the girls' side, Minden's Alexa Warner uh, qualified for the state meet, as did Adam Central's Catherine Lynn. Uh, both of them were top ten. Uh, in Class D, Donovan Trumbull won the boys' meet, and I believe we'll talk to the DT boys a little bit. Um, but real quick, uh, the girls, Anna Fitzgerald won for Donovan, from Donovan Trumbull. She took the gold medal individually. Uh, what did you hear from the Class D meet? Yeah, the uh, the Donovan Trumbull boys were, were pretty fun to talk to. Uh, Tysios, I think he's, I want to say he's a sophomore. I'll have to confirm that. But then there, there was freshman Kayser Johnson. Um, they were two and three in the race. And uh, they, they said that they did a camp out in Boulder, Colorado, that really prepared them, I, they think, for this season. They said it's, uh, you know, obviously altitude has a, has a factor out there, but just a lot of hills and a lot of, um, of tough terrain. So um, they, were, they were pretty happy with the flat course at Elks Country Club to kind of get some PRs and, and peak heading into state next week. And then um, they, they hope to make some noise. I mean, Tysios thinks that they can win the, win the whole, t- whole thing. So um, we'll see how the, the Cardinals can do next week. But, but, yeah, some good finishes there. And then, obviously, Anna Fitzgerald, she's, she's been a stud um, the last few years. And as a junior, I mean, uh, she, last year as a sophomore, finished fourth at state. So uh, today got a big win over ne- Nebraska Christians. Um, Hannah Swanson, who's uh, been a top-tier runner uh, in both track and field and cross country. So uh, Fitzgerald will have her hands full next year for sure. Or, I mean, next week for sure with Jordan Aarons of Crofton, who's just been a stud um, for, for – uh, three years running so um yeah so that was cross country today and obviously good good conditions better than we had at softball like we said but um let's kind of move on a little bit to uh, the best thing we saw last week marcus what, what did you think well proud I patriot was, fan proud patriot fan my adam central patriots taking down aurora growing up aurora's always been a, a thorn in our side for many years and every time you get a good win against aurora with this, all this tradition and on the especially on the gridiron you really done something, and I'm such had to hang on though. You know, they two point conversions hold on, and you know I was driving home from Red Cloud last last week, and I was listening to the call, and they were talking to Aurora's head coach, and I it sounded like Aurora had some promising you know promising night. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I thought Aurora's okay. Aurora probably took away this one, and I they told the score it was 21 19 in favor of Adam Central. I'm like, you are kidding me, and so that really made my night, making my 40 minute drive home back from Red Cloud. So. That was really pleasing for me, for myself as a Patriot alum. So I, I was really surprised that Adam Central would be able to beat Aurora. Adam Central has won uh, this year. They're they're undefeated, but it's not like they're blowing anybody out. They're just uh, uh, getting by. They're they're winning by uh, tight scores. They're playing good defense, and I, I didn't think that would hold up uh, with the Huskies. But I was gonna, definitely did. I was going to say Josh Lewis's defense is. So far this year is, is legit. I mean, obviously, have they played 
they probably were probably one of the better teams they played this year. But they got McCook this week, and then you got Fairbury, but then you got the state playoffs, and you know anything can happen in the state playoffs. So we'll see if this Adams Central team can can make a run because I think if they can play good enough defense and put some points on the board, look out, they could be a deep run. Mike, where were you last week? I had the uh, Hastings High game, which is another unbelievable uh, ball game. Hastings High coming back. They scored with four seconds to play in the game to uh, knock off Scott's Bluff. Again, that was a game where Scott's Bluff uh, really controlled things uh, most, of the, most of the game. Uh, Hastings High got going late and uh, made a couple of plays late. They got a touchdown with four seconds to play. And uh, they knock off uh, Scott's Bluff, another unbelievable game uh, last Friday at home. Yeah, I saw that video on Twitter, and that was a great throw by Tucker Sinek. Uh, we saw him against Lexington as well, and, I mean, it, it was hard to judge, you know, uh, I guess the level of competition there. I guess they ran away with it, and so game script kind of took things out of play. But, I mean, Tucker had a great throw to Keith and Crean's, uh, like you said, in the closing seconds, and it, it was in the middle of five Bearcat defenders, and he just made a nice move to Crean's made a nice move to get open, and it was very impressive. Really keeps the uh, Hastings High uh, playoff hopes yeah. alive in uh, Class B. Tigers have a, a tough game this week with Ralston, but Charlie seems to think a couple of wins uh, down the stretch, and Hastings High will not only make the Class B playoffs, they'll host a game. It seems like there's three or four teams in Class B that are above everybody else, and then everybody else in Class B are sitting around the 500 mark. So Charlie seems to think if we can win a couple of games down the stretch, and that includes the other night against Scott's Bluff, Hastings not only will be in the Class B state playoffs, we might be able to host a playoff game in the opening round, which is always a big advantage. So good luck to the Tigers on Thursday at Ralston. That'll be a tough game. Yeah, short week. Tough to tough to turn around sometimes on those. I don't know how high school kids respond to those things, but you know, Huskers had a short week and they obviously were able to get a win at Illinois. But um, you know, Chiefs Chiefs have a short week too with the Broncos tomorrow night. So um, fortunately, anyway, fortunately they're playing the the Broncos. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. Anyway. We're at the uh, overtime grill and lounge. We're in Geneva tonight. This is the uh, third Tripland tailgate talk show. Of the season. We've been in Deweese, we've been in Hastings, and uh, we're loving it here tonight in Geneva. So uh, come on down again. Uh, St. Cecilia will play here uh, Friday night for one of the uh, top high school football games in the state. So come on down early. Maybe have uh, your favorite beverage before you head out to the game. Why not? Grab yourself with something to eat. They've got all kinds of stuff. Monday night, they've got the prime rib sliders here at the overtime uh, bar and uh, lounge. And the Grill and Lounge in Geneva on Tuesday night is their burger night. Thursday night, they got hot beef sandwiches. Friday and Saturday, they've got steaks and a salad bar. I think they got steaks uh, going uh, tonight as well. So come on in. If you're in the area, stop on by and see us. We'd love to see you. Uh, come on into Geneva. If not, uh, make it a point to uh, be here to your, your next stop, like uh, Friday night for the football game. That's the Overtime Grill and Lounge in Geneva as we broadcast live tonight for the Triblam tailgate uh, talk show here tonight. What else is going on? We've covered cross country. We've covered uh, softball action today. We've covered uh, uh, golf. It's a busy time of the year for uh, sports guys like us. Just running around, you know, I'll tell you what, putting a schedule together for, for this week and, uh, and in the next one has just been a, an adventure. Um, just staggered everywhere else and trying to, you know, get Nick to go here and Marcus to go here and myself to go here. It's just, it's, it's, it's been a nightmare, but that's what we live for. I mean, that's why we're in the, in the job. So, um, Marcus, it's chaotic, but fun. Yeah. yeah. It's chaotic, but fun. Marcus is going to have, a um, some fun this week going to, to Donovan for a, a, a football game, hopefully. So, yeah, that should be a good game. This would be my first 11 man game this year. So it will be quite interesting, but I got to get, got to go to Bladen first on Thursday night. I got a blue Hill and silver Lake football on Thursday night. So, that's going to be my first task of the week. And then Friday night, I got to turn right around and hopefully if Kellen Burr there at Donovan can help me find a press box to get out of that cold and the wind, yeah, that would be night, beneficial. Friday night is, uh, like we said, it's going to be a miserable night for high school uh, football action. So what else is going on here, guys, that we need to touch on here early? Uh, real quick, I mean, you mentioned Donovan. I just want to point out uh, some Big performances from them last week. Jaden Williams threw for 311 yards, rushed for another 123 yards, totaled five touchdowns in that win for 
the Cardinals, and uh, it was 42-12 to 12 was the final score of that one. It was very impressive. Uh, pointing out a couple other things real quick, Axtell rushed for 387 yards. That's pretty awesome. You look at what their defense did, negative 17 rushing yards is what they held Deschler to. Uh, that was, it was just eye-popping when just going through all the box scores and everything like that. That really stood out. They rushed for 10 touchdowns as well in that game. Uh, I mean, just some really impressive performances out there. Marcus, give us the update on uh, Red Cloud. You're kind of our Red Cloud connection. <laughs> well, what happened last week with the Warriors down there? I'll tell you what, SEM is a real deal. I told you that. I told you that. Some dogs. Yeah, they were good. They do, and now... Red Cloud has another dog this Friday night with Wilcox Hildreth. And Wilcox Hildreth gave SCM a game. And so with the Rittner kids there at, at Wilcox Hildreth, Red Cloud's going to have a challenge. All right, so that's a game coming up uh, this week. We'll tell you about here in uh, a little bit. Should we bring in Kyle? Let's get to Kyle over here. Kyle Savak, it, it's kind of a, a name that people around Hastings has uh, known for a long, long time. He was a uh, uh, with a sports department, with a Hastings Tribune for a, a number of years. Now you moved into the uh, the upper echelon, my man. Welcome, good to see you again. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate appreciate you asking me to be on. The, I don't know about the upper echelon. Well, yeah, man, you're so. you're working now with uh, what Minden? You're, the, you're not Minden, but you're the city administrator here in Geneva. Yes, that's what I when I left uh, the Tribune in 2005. I moved. This is home for me. This is kind of where I grew up, and so I uh, I ended up working for the city of Geneva, Parks and Rec, and. Lo and behold, the city administrator retired, and boom, I find myself in that role, and I've been doing that since. How, how do you like that job as a city administrator of a city like Geneva? I, I, I do enjoy it a lot. I like problem-solving, working with people, uh, building the town, growing the town. Uh, but I will say, being a columnist uh, for a daily newspaper preps you pretty well for a city administrator, because when I wrote those columns, there would always be a lot of letters and a lot of complaints and so uh, I get the same thing here. All right, give us, give us the pitch for uh, Geneva. What's, uh, what's going on here in Geneva? People haven't been over here for a while. Well, Gene- Geneva is really a growing community. I feel we've got a lot of the younger generation wanting to move back here. Uh, we have uh, recently filled a second housing development and are starting a third, uh, showing there's growth in the community. Uh, we've got a strong Main Street business, as you've seen, driving up and down the street. Uh, you're in one of them tonight, but uh, during the day, all these storefronts are full, and in a town our size, that, that's sometimes hard to do. Uh, so I would say we're pretty vibrant. In the last census, we really didn't drop. We held even, which kind of is a win in rural Nebraska. So uh, I think we're a pretty progressive community in a lot of ways. How, how big is Geneva now? People haven't been over here for a while. We're running around 2,200 That's good. people. That's where it's been pretty stable the last 10 years or so. All right, Kyle Zavak again, uh, the city administrator for uh, uh, the city of uh, Geneva. Also, he's, he's going to do some uh, guest picking here. Is he our guest picker for the week? He is, but uh, before we get to that, I want to know about your time at the Tribune. I've, I've heard some stories, but, uh, you know, from Nick and I, both, you know, sports editor experience, I'm the current one, you know, taking over for Nick and, and so, so on and so forth. What, what, what kind of memories pop up when you, when you hear Hastings Tribune? Well, I mean, the first thing is none of this type of stuff was even in anybody's dreams of podcasts and, and social media. I think the Tribune was the first uh, daily paper to go online when the Internet became available. But uh, Now you're dating yourself. The Internet's been around forever. Hasn't you're right. Yeah. And you and I have too, Mike. Yeah, I know, you know I know. You and I, you know, 30 years ago were having conversations. <laughs> uh, but it was a great time. I started at the Tribune in 91 out of college. Uh, was there to 2005 memories man it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint over that time there were national championships the college Hastings College women I remember in fact Darren Fowler and I driving up to Sioux City uh, delivering papers uh, saying the they won the championship and the game wasn't even over yet and it was a close game and and the students kind of grabbed them and took them from me and Darren kind of chewed me out afterwards because he across the court could see the papers being held up and there was still eight <laughs> seconds left and it was a three-point game so yeah I remember those papers I remember those papers yeah. in the stands you guys are brought up to a Sioux City that was that our first national championship that we won or the, well that was the women's I yeah. believe the first yeah. national championship I also got to accompany the men up to Idaho to a, a national tournament they I think they got to the lead eight they didn't win it uh you know and of course Football at H. Jones was always fun. <laughs> you know, the press box there when the rain would drop on your head as it rained and no heat. Uh, 
you know, but you're going back to uh, those were fun, this fun college days on campus, being a part of that, and you knew you had a lot of people interested in what you were writing, yeah. or, or I'm sure listening to the radio too, and so you really bought into it. You know, they had the Bronco luncheons every Wednesday. I'm not sure if they yeah. still do that or not, but uh, those were always fun times too. You're going to set me up to talk for an hour because of memories. I can go down some, you know, key points. I mean, obviously, Hastings High won a state championship in football in the early 90s. That was one of the first things I covered. That was a lot of fun. You had the big runs of the Sandy Creeks of the, in their girls back then. Shickley, uh, Adam Central was always good. St. Cecilia was always good. Uh, you know, the Bill Smith Complex came about when I was there, and I was part of the committee that helped organize the first men's pitch tournament, a fast-pitch tournament that was there, sitting in a little hut with Joe Patterson and Bill Smith himself <laughs> trying to figure out the brackets. And when the Parks and Rec was sitting on the uh, south uh, east part of town and not at City Hall. Yeah. Uh, maybe you remember that. And, uh, and, th- I, and there's so many stories, uh, and I was sharing some with Darren earlier, of uh, coverage without with other photographers and guys that, you know, honestly, probably I don't even know if I can share on a public system here, <laughs> but, uh, you know, another, it was sitting in the, sitting in the newsroom at midnight on uh, 1999 turning to 2000 and everybody thinking the world was going to shut I down and we had to be there to cover it, yeah. you know, when it did. Uh, so there, the, Tom Osborne's retirement and covering the Orange Bowl, you know, things like that, which was a deadline thing on Friday night as you guys can appreciate yeah. we had reporters and photographers down there i was in the office trying to get that done and it was his last game and we knew that so we, we had extra things we were printing and we printed all night to have it out that morning so i can go on and on mike but there are just a, uh, there's a lot of well a lot of good memories and i'm sure you're making them now in your world there, there's been some fun some some fun uh, adventures and uh, you know the most recent one is that volleyball day in nebraska event i mean ninety two thousand and three people oh, absolutely uh, absolutely you know, island in to watch a women's college volleyball game i mean and i watched the, they just the university put out like a youtube clip or like a 20 minute thing about just kind of recapping the day and doing some interviews with coach cook and stuff like that and i, I mean i had chills i was i had tears in my eyes it was just, i can't imagine how meaningful that was for those, for the, all those people, all the small girls, all the you know, all the players on the court. I mean, it was just, it was oh, a phenomenal a, a, event. Absolutely, and, and you can tell by the national, uh, what you've seen nationally, uh, coverage of that, what it means not in Nebraska, but what effect that had nationally on volleyball, yeah. and and shows what Nebraska can pull off too. But it just, it, it really shapes those young girls that uh, put a lot of effort in and see what really can happen. Yeah. You're talking with Kyle Savanke, a, a former. Hastings Tribune uh, was sports editor, weren't you, back in the days? And now the uh, city manager over here in uh, Geneva. Always good to catch up with him. What else is going on? And, Nick, I know we're going to kind of put the Kyle on the spot for a, a couple of picks here. That, that's what he used to do. We'll, we'll see if he still got his magic, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I am leading the pick standing. So oh, I'll, I get, stink. I'll get us into this. Uh, I stink all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you've, you've fallen off, man. I don't know if. Uh... Ever since I left that other job. Yeah, I, I used to be good, and ever since I got this new job, I don't know what's going on, if I'm spending not enough time on these picks or what, but I've sunk right to the bottom. I'm down with uh, you, Marcus. I think you're one game ahead of me uh, for last place in this thing. Laura Beam is down there for the Tribune as well. So our picks are not going well, but maybe this week we can turn things around. There, there are some tough ones on here, so we'll see, we'll see if that is the case. I, I'm predicting – that I will not go 11 and 1 like I did last week but you know no big deal but I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of misses this week there so, are some close games so are you you're the leader now I am yes uh four games ahead of Dan Orr who is in our picks yeah what's and- Dan know about football anyway he just kind of he's got some inside sources at places man I don't know he gets his information you from know, some back back in the 90s Dan always seemed to win the local in-house contest too so I, he's got luck or something with him I think he just printed that he won them, actually. But <laughs> yeah, so but, uh, no, he is second place right now. Uh, he was last last year. So yeah, know. good job, Dan. He's like good Colorado job, Buffaloes, just a <laughs> quick turnaround. He's got the Deion Sanders effect. All right, give us uh, give us some picks for the week. What do we got here? Okay, so we'll start with uh, Adam Central coming off that big win against Aurora. They are taking on McCook. I mean. Uh, a, McCook, a classic powerhouse. Uh, normally, they're in, here in C1. Uh, I think that they have a few, four losses, uh, three or four losses on the year, but taking on an undefeated Adam Central team. Did you get to look into that one a little bit? 
Oh, you're, you're making me go first on oh, these, yeah. huh? Well, you're the guest. Well, I, and honestly, I tried to look into that one, but the state website was locked up on that yeah. today for some reason Forgot on that. that. <laughs> but you look at 7-0 and 3-4, and, and, and I know McCook's a big powerhouse. But in my world, Adam Central was always a pretty good powerhouse, too, uh, going through my history of watching them all those years. Uh, I'm sure the days of the Bill Carlin running the Maryland Eye are gone, long gone probably, but I'm still sticking with Adam Central in this because it, I, I've always appreciated going out. They're very nice people, and I just think they're, they're having a good year, obviously. So that's my, my what I'm going with. I think you're right. I, I, I'm on AC as well. AC, I don't think we had anybody pick McCook. Really? That's surprising. Yeah. I was hinging. I was hinging, but I... I thought, what the heck, I'm going to jump on the Adams Central bandwagon. I've been against them the past couple of weeks. Hop on the bandwagon. Go with the, uh, the Patriots this week. Yep. McCook's been pretty competitive in their losses. But, I mean, I, again, I think you're right. Defense, uh, we talked to Josh Lewis last week. Uh, Adams Central defense is tough. And I think that's going to be the key, like it has been all season long. Hastings and Ralston. Uh, Thursday night football game. Kyle, have at it. Well, again, again, Hastings High is, is a heartfelt favorite for me. They look like they're pretty even record-wise. Uh, I think Hastings, what I've seen them, seems to play pretty tough. And so I am going with Hastings High on this one. Yeah. I don't know anything about Ralston, but I, I took Ralston. I like Ralston's school colors, but I chose the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, hey, that's a reason. Hey. Yeah, I don't know why I chose Ralston, just because it sounds like Ralston should win that game. Yeah, it just sounds like Ralston should beat Hastings, but we'll see. We'll see what happens on uh, Thursday nights. What about uh, what about what about this game here? What about the game that's going to be here in Geneva? I was going back and forth on this baby too. I'm excited for this one. I mean, we have Fillmore Central. They haven't played the toughest schedule, but they are taking care of business. And I mean, that's all you can ask for a team. They have one game where they haven't won by 21 points. And so, I mean, it's going to be interesting. St. Cecilia, obviously, that loss to Carney Catholic where they were missing a few players, coming back, winning last week. And it's setting up a pretty pretty fun battle, and I'm anxious to see it. I'm going to be down here covering that one, and it's going to be fun. I did take St. Cecilia Uh-oh. in this one. Uh-oh. There were a few Fillmore Central picks. You'll yeah. see them in tomorrow's paper, but... But, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the Blue Hawks as well. And St. Cecilia got their injured players back. Like I said, they, they had three of them that were not playing a couple of weeks ago. I think they're all back now for the uh, Hawks. Certainly got to come back for this game. I hope they're at full strength, uh, I, just, just for the sake of the matchup. You know, I want, want both teams playing, you know, their top players at their best, all that stuff. Kyle, what do you think? Being uh, the big old city manager of Geneva, you can't go against Fillmore Central. They'll tar and feather you here. Well, that, that happens every day anyway, Mike. <laughs> Who you on? I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, Fillmore Central, I think, finally has it together. Uh, they've gone through some struggles over the years, but Coach Everhart is the right guy in the right place, brings a winning attitude here, has taught that to the kids. He, he's got them thinking wins. He's got them playing to win. He's working them hard. And I, I think this is their time. Uh, St. Celia is a perennial power. I know that they've had a tough loss. But all things aside, not being a homer in any way, I do know this is going to be a packed field. There's people taking chairs out there in the afternoon to get a good seat. So I'm going with Fillmore Central. That's right. Yeah, say so come to Geneva early, uh, gang. If you're coming from Hastings over to the game, come to Geneva early. Stop on by uh, this place and uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, fill up on food. Fill up on beverages. And go out and watch a whale of a football game on a Friday night here in Geneva. Have you seen the Panthers yet, Kyle? What's that? Have you seen the Panthers yet? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched them a couple times. And they're athletic. They've got good skilled position players and a good line. Uh, they're going to try to run the ball on you if they can, but they can hit you other ways. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a, t- a really tough matchup, top five teams, and one that you want to watch. I, I do, but I, do, I think Fillmore Central is going to prevail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, like you said, that run game looks impressive. Uh, I think there were three players over 500 yards on the season, and, I mean, it's going to be tough. And so, I'm, like I said, I'm excited for a good game. Um, I'm aimed for this one. Who are you on? Are you on Fillmore or are you on St. Cecilia? I took St. Cecilia. All right, Homer. <laughs> yeah, Homer. <laughs> All right, what else is going on? Axtell at Kennesaw. Um, I saw Axtell you know, play a couple weeks ago against Lawrence Nelson. They actually beat the Raiders, and, uh, and I, 
I thought that was a big win for Axtell. I know they've had some other big wins, and, and going into Kennesaw is going to be going to be a tough one. But uh, I'm on the Wildcats. Yeah, I, I, I think Axtell had a tougher schedule overall, and uh, that's why I'm going to go with Axtell. I think I'm on Axtell too. Everybody's Axtell. on Axtell. That was Marcus unanimous. Is, is this a sweep over the Kennesaw Blue Devils? Sorry, Blue Devils, but uh, we're we're all on the Wildcats this week. Uh, Wilcox Tildreth and Red Cloud. I'm not sending Marcus there this week. First time maybe this season he's not covered Red Cloud, but um, Wilcox Tildreth I saw play SEM and they. They should have upset SEM. I'm just going to put that out there. They should have won that ball game, gave up a late touchdown, and, and kind of just were plateauing in the second half. Um, so I, I think we I, – I took Red or I took Wilcox Hildreth. Um, how about you guys? Yep. That, like you said, that performance was what kind of got me on the wagon for Wilcox Hildreth. I, I'm with you. I think they knock off Red, Red Cloud. I, I took Red Cloud because I jumped on Marcus's bandwagon. <laughs> Hell, I've been talking about Red Cloud for three weeks now. I, I jumped on Marcus's bandwagon. I said, Red Cloud Warriors, go Warriors. Ducks fly together. <laughs> I, tell you, I, tell you, I think if you look at the schedule, they had some like opponents. Looked to me like Red Cloud maybe handled them a little better, so I'm going with Red Cloud. Yep. Uh, Minden and Gothenburg, I think, is going to be a good ball game um, out there in Gothenburg. Minden uh, suffered a tough loss to Aurora. They, their other losses to uh, Broken Bow and Adam Central. Uh, Broken Bow kind of put a whipping on the Whippets last night or last week, but um, I, I chose Gothenburg. I think, or I, th- I think Gothenburg can uh, can get it done out at at home. I'm on the dogs. I'm on the dogs. The Minden Whippets this week. So I got a lot of games different. I'm gonna be making a mo- either I'm gonna be making a move this week or I'm going right down the old tubes. You got to take some chances. Oh, you do. You? When, when you're like ten games out, you got to take some chances. So yeah, I'm on Minden this week. Go Whippets. I think this is a toss-up game, and uh, I'm going to go with the Whippets also on All right, this good one. job, buddy. I'm with you. You're Whippets. with us, too? Yep. All right, good job. At least a couple of us are on there. I think I spoke for Darren Fowler. He took Gothenburg. I took Minden. Sorry for the confusion. So, he, you know, his, his daughter teaches out there. He's, he's a homer. He's a Swede. So, you know, Patriots and Swedes in the Fowler household. Anyway, uh, wrapping things up, Johnson uh, County and the Thayer Central. This should be a good game. Uh, Thayer Central, I know, is not – they haven't been healthy the last two weeks without uh, quarterback Will Heitman, but um, they got Sam Sourdyke at running back. He's a, he's a tough, tough beast to, to tackle. Yeah, and I've, I've had kind of a chance to see both those uh, play in EMF uh, because they're, they're in the same district. What a ball they game. play both. Uh, and EMF handled uh, Thayer Central fairly good, but they struggled with Johnson, but they did hold off and beat him by a couple points. Uh, looked to me like Johnson gave the better game to him, uh, so that's why I'm going to go with JCC on this one. Sam Sourdyke, 270 yards on 10 carries last week, but I'm still going Johnson County. I, I think you're right exactly. They gave such a EMF such fits that I'm taking them over Thayer Central. We don't have any unanimous choices this week, do we? I'm on Thayer Central on this thing. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. The whole gang, I think, had had Axtell as unanimous, and uh, but yeah, as far as us tonight, no, we're we're all kind of spread yeah. around there. I'm on Third Central over uh, Johnson CC. Let's jump uh, jump down to college games. A few college games here. Concordia at Hastings College. Uh, you've yeah, covered I'm, a lot of Hastings College football. Yeah, and I tried to follow them. I still try to follow it. Then GPAC. It's it's a fun conference to follow. Uh, you know, H- Broncos got off to a pretty good start, right, and then lost one of their last couple games. But when you look at some of the common opponents, it, to me, again, looks like maybe the Broncos, or excuse me, Concordia handled those a little better. So in this pick, I'm going with Concordia. Wow. Wow, the Bulldogs. I, I was close. I, I, I teetered on that, on that a little bit. I had Concordia in there for a while today, and then at, at the end of it, I was like, you know what, I'm going, going with the hometown Broncos. I don't want, you know, the homers upset with me, so... I went with the Broncos. They're, they got the heavyweights out of the way. Now they kind of have a lighter part of the schedule coming up. They've, three of their four, next four games, last four games, are against the bottom three opponents, Concordia being one of them. So I'm taking the Broncos. Mike, you I'm, I'm on. I'm on the Broncos. I think uh, this is uh, where we turn things around. I think we're going to win the last uh, four games. Hastings will be favored in all four of those. If uh, you want to take a look at it that way, I think Hastings will win the, the final four and finish seven and four. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the Broncos this week. Marcus is too. Go Broncos. Uh, Oregon at Washington. You know, some Division One football. Huskers are off this week, so we don't have to suffer through that. I, 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 but I figure that's how that one got in there. The, uh, yeah. game, uh, which, should, which should be a good game. Should, should be a, a close game. I think they're both all coming off 
bye weeks, if I'm not mistaken. And I think if I, I understand three out of the last four years, Washington's won by four points or less. So I think it'll be the same kind of game. I did his research. Yeah. I did do some. That's I didn't good. want to be embarrassed by you guys. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, I'm a traditionalist, and I really struggle with a team that can't figure out what uniform to wear week to week. <laughs> so I'm going with the Huskies. It's the same old excuse everyone else has about Oregon, Kyle. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't blame you. Well, what I did is I looked to see who was favored because I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have a feeling either way. So I just looked and checked the national line. Washington's favored by three. I said, I'll take the Huskies. I'll take the Huskies. That's how I predict. I'm riding the Ducks. Uh, I got some family out in Oregon. I, my, sister, it, I mean, my sister lives in Seattle, Washington. So, you know, she, she's kind of a, a fake Husky fan. But, uh, but I'm on I'm the Ducks this week. I know Marcus likes Washington, their quarterback. He's in the Heisman race, and so I, I know he's picking them. Last week, I took my Sooners over Texas. It paid uh, off. And so I can't do OU again, so I'm not taking Oregon. I'm going with Washington on this one. How are you going to do Oregon like that? <laughs> they stole a game from us back in 07, so oh, I'm still bitter. We're holding 15-year grudges. <laughs> uh, last but not least, uh, Detroit Lions and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I am far from a pro fan. I like college, high school, but I don't see a lot of pro. But I do think the Lions have the better offense in the deal. The Bucks have the better defense in the deal. Deal breaker for me is the Lions are unbeaten on the road. So I'm going with Detroit. Yep. Lions. Yeah, I'm on the Lions, too. Yep, Lions. I was hinging. I was hinging. But I thought, what the heck, Lions. I wouldn't be surprprised if Baker Mayfield pulls this off, but well, you know. yeah, the reason I went Lions is I thought all you guys would go Tampa Bay, so I said i 'll take the Lions to try to get, make up some ground, but evidently we 're all on the lions well, so. well, Dan Orr is on the buccaneers, so maybe we can we can all make up a game on him if if the Lions pull it off so um, anyway kyle it 's been a blast having you here. appreciate you stopping by and absolutely i 've yeah. enjoyed it. I, going down memory lane's great, and you guys doing a wonderful job there at the Tribune. Uh, adding Mike in is just another bonus. I mean, doing this type of thing out in the Tribland area Seeing our people. is, is yeah. a wonderful thing to get out, outreach get, and get more readers, get more people watching you. Uh, I mean, I don't think a lot of people ever understood how much the Tribland cared about the area outside Hastings, even when I was there, but we sure put a lot of effort into it, and I can see you guys are doing the same. We appreciate Thank that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be down again. We'll be down in Geneva again, I'll yeah. guarantee you. So. Nick will be here Friday night. Yeah, by, by the way, yeah, we we got to talk about the overtime grill and lounge again. We're broadcasting live here from uh, Geneva again Monday. Prime rib sliders is the special. Tuesday is a burger night. Thursday get the hot beef. Friday and Saturdays steaks and a uh, salad bar. Stop on in. They've got great food here. I was just taking a look at their uh, steak menu. They've got an eight ounce flat iron steak. They've got an eight ounce sirloin steak, and they've got a ten ounce New York strip steak. That's uh, their specials here. They've got uh, dipping sauces for your, your favorite uh, wings and things like that. They've got different kinds of sandwiches like the BLT, the breaded spicy chicken sandwich, the chicken fried chicken sandwich, grilled chicken, chicken cordon blue. And you get to several different uh, burgers too. So stop on in at the Overtime uh, Bar and Grill, uh, Grill and Lounge. Uh, basically, we're right downtown to Geneva. Stop in and uh, see them for lunch or for dinner anytime at the Overtime Grill and Lounge in Geneva. Let's talk some uh, big-time football coming up on uh, Friday night, shall we? Yeah, we got a showdown here in, uh, in Geneva Friday night. we got St. Cecilia coming to face Gabe Everhart's Fillmore Central Panthers. Gabe, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, well, I guess let's just start with, with your Thoughts on St. Cecilia coming to town? You've had a, had a great season to this point, and you've got a, probably maybe your toughest test on Friday? Yeah, I would say so. This has been a pretty good start to the year. We're pretty blessed to be 7-0. I mean, had some t- games that have been pretty good competition, but we've had some that have not probably, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, been tough competition, but we've been able to figure a lot of things out. But, uh, yeah, we're really excited for this game. St. Cecilia is an outstanding team. I mean, they're the returning district champs. So our kind of our motto all week's kind of been to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, they're the man in our district. They won it last year. So our goal is to try to dethrone them. So all right, give us a thumbnail on your team. Uh, talk about your team. Uh, some of the, the guys that we might look forward to on their Friday night. I mean, we're we're pretty fortunate. We're uh, we got a lot of upperclassmen. We have 13 seniors and uh, four or five juniors, so we're pretty upperclassmen, uh, upperclass heavy. 
Uh, a lot. I could I could go on about a lot of them. We have a lot of those guys that have been playing for two or three years. Uh, Luke Kimbrough has done an excellent job for us this year at running back and uh, uh, linebacker. Jackson Turner is another one, an extremely physical player that plays offensive line and uh, linebacker for us. So they've done an outstanding job. Our running game has been pretty balanced where our quarterback's done a good job. Trevin Snasness and Trevor Roach and Cade Cooper have been able to play some running back along with Luke. And then we've had some receivers that have had a lot of success too. Jaron Tweedy does a great job and just our O-line has been exceptional all season as well. So it's, we've got a lot of guys that have done a lot of great things this year so far. I mean, it says something to be able to come each week and, you know, put out your best effort and defensively, I mean, you guys are solid allowing 10 points a game right now. What is working so well on that side of the ball? Like you said, I mean, you got the running game working very well just on the other side of the ball. I mean, you guys are very solid there too. Yeah, defensively, we're fortunate. We got a lot of guys that are, we call them Swiss Army Knives because they can play multiple positions. Cade Cooper is a guy that he's played DN for us. He's played linebacker. He's played safety. He's played corner. So when you got guys like him and, uh, you know, Dylan Gawicki is another one who's played some outside backer and some corner. When you got guys that you can move around into different spots, we're able to line up in different fronts and do a lot of different things. That's been very successful so far this season. So it's a lot of, you know, we got some good, good depth so far for the most part this season, and that's helped us quite a bit to this point. When you pop in the uh, tape on Saints and say, what is he out of the Hawks? Oh, they're, they're great. They're a great football team. I mean, they're extremely well coached. I mean, they got a state championship football coach as their head coach, uh, they're, they're pretty balanced. They do a lot of good things out of the passing game with Evans. He also runs the ball extremely well. They got two good running backs that have done a lot of good things in Kissinger and Rosno. And then you got Anderson at receiver, who's one of the better receivers in Class C2 by far. So they, they got a lot of good weapons on offense that they can use to their advantage for sure. Anderson with a lot of speed on the outside. Uh, what are you telling your guys about that defending Anderson out there? Our guys do a good job of watching film. They know they know what to, they remember him from last year. He had a lot of success last year, so they've been honing in on that, and they know they know what they got to do to stop him and the rest of those guys. So, you obviously had a good start last year too. I mean, I came out here for a game. I think I watched you play Milford, and uh, well, I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head what you started uh, last season, but um, how did you? And you made the playoffs. I think it was the first time since like 2014. So, yeah. um, how did you, how have you carried that momentum into this season? I think with all the guys that we had returning, they were. They had a chip on their shoulder from last year. They didn't like how that playoff game ended. And so they put a lot of work in from the moment that season ended till now. I mean, they continue to work and continue to get better. They're, they're a pretty tight-knit group that does a lot of good things together, and that's helped us quite a bit this season. What was the story last week, 21-14 at, at GICC? I think, I think GICC is a pretty underrated ball club. I mean, their quarterback, that, uh, number seven, I can't remember his name right now, but he is pretty fearless, and he did a lot of good things against us. And, they did a great job of – they had a great uh, game plan for us. They loaded the box against us and, you know, tried to take away our running game, and we got up 21 nothing, and we were trying to kind of get the clock moving and kind of get out of there, and they did a good job of stopping that and turned it into a little bit of a game at the end there. So they, I think they're a little bit better than people give them credit for. You talked about, uh, I mean, just last year, you know, uh, kind of carrying that momentum, that uh, desire, the passion that was left uh, after that playoff game. Uh, I mean – 7-0 and for the first time since 2003. Talk about the foundation, you know, that you guys are kind of building uh, right now. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, what's been great is, you know, every year, these last four years, we've had a lot of guys that have just bought into what we're trying to do. We've had every year it's more and more kids, which has in turn made more and more success as we've gone through. The weight room has been huge. Our kids live in the weight room. They do a great job there. We've done a lot of football camps throughout the last couple of years to just get better at our passing game and our defensive coverage at seven-on-seven seven camps and then going to the Concordia camp. Uh, we went there as a team camp, and we were able to do, see a lot of good teams and kind of see where we were, and it's just been a lot of things that have built up to this point. You spent uh, several years down at Wilcox Hildreth. You won a, a six-man championship. How is it taking the, the step up here? Uh, you've been here since, uh, what, 2020 at Fillmore Central. How is it taking the step up here? Oh, it's been pretty cool. I mean, I'm from Geneva originally, so it's been a pretty exciting transition to be here. I mean, 11-man game is – I played it in high school, played it in college. Concordia, by the way, the team you guys picked against, (laughs) which I have the dogs winning that game. I'm not a special guest picker, but just in case, I have the dogs winning that game. Uh, But I I played 11-man my whole life, and so it it wasn't a tough transition at all, but it was exciting to get back here. I loved Wilcox Hildreth and everything that was there. I also have them picked to beat Red Cloud. 
the Rittner boys, if you've ever said that, is correct. I love that part. That was good. They're pretty good players. But, yeah, it's been, it's been very cool. I was blessed to be there and have the opportunity I did there, and then I'm blessed to be here and cool situation coaching alongside guys that I went to high school with and former coaches of mine and then, you know, coaching people I went to school with kids is pretty interesting as well. So it's a lot of – it's been a very cool transition to be here. So maybe, maybe the more t- – the tougher adjustment was coaching six-man football. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the beginning of it, absolutely. But it was, um, it was, it's a lot of fun, too. I have a lot of respect for the six-man game, and I love it. I mean, I'm, because of the six-man game, I'm where I'm at now. So, I mean, it was a very cool experience. And I'll be honest, I kind of like six-man more than eight-man in terms of that. And that might be just with the success factor, but it was – all of them are great football across the state and eight-man, six-man, and 11-man. So they're, they're all interchangeable and have a lot of similarities and their differences as well, so – Awesome. All right, the, the keys for uh, Third Central to maybe uh, stealing one uh, Friday night. What are you telling you guys? Oh, we're just stay composed. I mean, that's the biggest thing. This is everybody's hyping this into a very big game, which it is, and we know that, and we're ready for that challenge. But it's also just the next game. I mean, we're a big every week we want to go one and zero, and that's kind of our mentality. And we we really try to stick to that. We don't get too high or too low, no matter who we're playing or what we're doing. So sticking to what we know, doing the right things, and trying to go one and zero this week, just like the last seven weeks. Playoffs uh, look pretty good, obviously, for you uh, guys. Do you, do you look at uh, possible opponents here at this point of the season? Not a or? chance. We have, we're have we 1-0 every week. We're not looking ahead. We're not looking behind. We're looking. We're worried about St. Cecilia. That's the only team. And next week we'll worry about the next team. So we're not, we're not worried about any playoffs right now. This is a playoff atmosphere coming this Friday. So this is a, definitely a team that's going to be in the playoffs. And so we're, we're treating it as a playoff atmosphere this week. Big to have this game at home on Friday. Yeah, huge, absolutely. I mean, you get the home atmosphere, the home crowd, the excitement of that. I mean, it's the last home game, too, regular season for the seniors, so there'll be a lot of excitement around this game, and our kids are, our kids are excited. All right, so that's a big game coming up on uh, Friday, what, 7 o'clock at kickoff. Uh, come on down to uh, Geneva and, and enjoy yourself. Like I said, it's going to be a big, huge crowd uh, on hand for the uh, probably one of the, the top games in, in the state on Friday night, huh? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Two ranked teams. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't think we have too many other matchups like that. We have some ranked teams in the area, but, I mean, this is going to be a fun one. We're anxious to come down here, so I'll see you there. Awesome. And We're looking forward to having you. Absolutely. Well, Gabe, thanks so much for, for stopping by Thank and coming guys. on. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, rolling along here. This is the uh, Tribune Tailgate Talk Show. We are uh, live from uh, Geneva here tonight at the Overtime Grill and Lounge. Again, uh, stop on in. They've got uh, the prime rib sliders going on Monday. Burger night on Tuesday. They've got the hot beef on Thursday. Steaks and a salad bar every Friday and Saturday. If you want good food, and if you're in the Geneva area, come on down to uh, see the folks here at the Overtime uh, Grill and Lounge in Geneva. We're definitely going to put it on our uh, social calendar. This is, uh, this is the spot to be if you're in the Geneva area. Come on down. I can tell this is the, the good neighborhood uh, bar down here in uh, Geneva. So come on down and uh, see the folks. Yeah, it's a good spot. I, we, Nick and I, some of our friend group, we like to go around to these you know, towns outside of Hastings and check out some of the local eats and, and the local stops. And this is definitely something we have to come back and, and enjoy more. So. Absolutely. I hear that spicy chicken sandwich calling my name here after the show, so definitely going to check that out. Yeah. Marcus, welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> you obviously listened to uh, the conversation um, with, with Coach Everhart there and, and, uh, and Kyle Speck. Um, just quickly run down you know, a, f- a few of your picks. What, what were the games that stood out to you this week, Marcus? Oh, absolutely. The one that stood out, you know, this, I mean, coming, especially this weekend, like I said, we've mentioned, I'll say Red Cloud again because Wilcox Sodorth. Um, maybe for fans and listeners around the area, one to really look out for if you're an EMF fan, Sandy Creek, or a Thayer Central fan is number two Cross County and number eight Shelby Rising City. Both teams 7-0. and Last game before the playoffs. That could be a playoff seeding difference maker. Because we know what, what Cross County has done the last few years and how powerful they can be. And Shelby Rising City has really stood up, stood up this year and put, put a good season together. So if, you're not, if your team's kind of far away and you want to go to a closer game, that might be another game around the state of Nebraska. It might be a good one to go look at. Yeah, uh, Shelby Rising City, I watched uh, them play Thayer Central in the playoffs last season and um, obviously having another successful season this year. So, um, 
Yeah, Nick, you mentioned the Hastings teams. All three of them are ranked, and uh, and all, you know, maybe not uh, Hastings size. Obviously, four and three, they've got some work to do yet. But you know, Saint Cecilia and, and Adam Central, probably you know, playoff playoff bound teams. Absolutely, and we kind of talked about just uh, I guess how close Class B is after the top heavy part. And like you said, four and three, but they're number nine in the state uh, according to the Omaha World Herald poll. Adam Central is up to number six after their win over against Aurora. And like we said, uh, St. Cecilia, number seven, taking on number five, Fillmore Central. And so, I mean, it's just going to be a fun uh, fun battle. It's a fun time uh, in Hastings for football right now uh, with all three teams doing so well. Hastings High, like we said, the three losses. But, I mean, uh, they've been playing tough competition. They beat a tough Scotts Bluff team almost beat a tough Northwest team. They're playing well. It's a fun time. Well, and we kind of didn't know heading into this season um, how the Hastings teams, especially specifically, were going to pan out. You know, Adam Central, new coach, a lot of players that moved on. St. Cecilia, same way. You lose some, some star power. And then Hastings High was so young last year, you didn't know how maybe they were going to build up into another year and, and mature a little bit. So it's good to see all three of those uh, those teams doing their thing. I was going to say, isn't does it seem to you guys that Class B seems so unpredictable every year, in any, in, especially in boys' sports, especially boys' basketball? Yeah. I mean, I, well, you talked to Greg Mays about this, you know, Hastings High, uh, gr- former Hastings High girls basketball coach and, and Blue Hill coach. I mean, he um, he thinks there needs to be a floor, uh, just four flat classes. I mean, he he doesn't like the how spread out things are and, and all that. I mean, it's it's a really tough debate. We don't need to have it here tonight, but, you know, it, it is true. Class B is probably the biggest the most parity or at least parity. I was going to say because the last few years class B it seems like there's like two or three teams like you had Gretna you know and you know going at B and it seemed like two or three teams and it seemed like they know it like everybody else. I mean I don't know if it like it is this year we'll see because we got another week or two to go and then playoffs start so like I said class B to me is always seems to be the one that's so unpredictable. I mean class A you can then you get down to C1 and down to D2 and even six man even you can almost kind of predict you know who's going to be up there who's not and and of course, there'll be a few, you know, um, surprises. Yeah, surprises. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a few surprises, you know, throughout the playoffs. That's, you know, a few upsets. As I was going to say, and and I don't know about this year, but we'll I guess we'll see you here in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, Mike, the uh, the dreams of the Hastings College football team making the playoffs is is dead. But um, I, I think we we're trying to finish the season strong, like the old coach says. Let's finish the season strong. Get some momentum going into the. The on season, and I think uh, realistically, uh, seven and four will be our, our best shot. Obviously, with uh, four wins uh, down the stretch, hopefully, and it all starts uh, this week. Sorry for uh, the coach, you know, former Concordia <laughs> Bulldog, but uh, I think Hastings will have enough to, to handle Concordia this week. I think Nick offended him first by saying their, their strength of schedule wasn't very strong, which I'm not going to say I, I agree with, but I, I do agree with it. I mean, but. Not the strongest, I should have said. Yeah. There, there obviously are tough teams there, and like I said, I mean, it does take a lot to you know bring it every week. And I mean, you let up once, it doesn't matter what the other team's record is. You know, there's a chance to knock you off. And so, I mean, to be seven and zero at this point is an accomplishment for any team. Mike, did we learn anything about Hastings College and against Northwestern last week? I mean, it, the score looks better than it did against Dort. Yeah, we, we got a late touchdown, so. It was 45 to nothing, gang, until uh, the fourth quarter. Kalachek throws a, a late touchdown pass to, to Eli Nappy uh, for our only score of the game. So Quarterback to quarterback, the action yeah, there. Yeah, and Kalachek, the, the former Saints, is a, a QB, takes over for Eli Nappy, and Nappy uh, moves out the wide receiver, which is a, a pretty good move. The, the kid's like 215, 220 pounds out there. So he was our le- uh, leading receiver. He was our leading receiver last Saturday, so... We'll see how that uh, develops here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, wherever you can, uh, wherever you can fit them. <laughs> uh, sticking with Hastings College, just looking at the volleyball team. They did sweep Dort on Friday, but then got swept by Northwestern on Saturday. Uh, Majesta Velosic had 23 kills though against Dort, and uh, right now she's on pace to set to have the second leading kills per set ratio. Uh, for Hastings College in a season. So, I mean, she's obviously having a great year, and uh, she's a lot of fun to watch. I've seen her a few times. But uh, the, the volleyball team, uh, they do have uh, Mount Marty coming up and then Morningside on Saturday. That Mount Marty game is on Wednesday. So 
they'll again they'll try and finish strong you know try and put some things together and build a little momentum yeah they got uh, they got some work to do um I, I remember seeing them a few weeks ago and and coach alex allard was saying we just want to get to the gpac tournament and, and see what happens see if we can get healthy i, I know they've gotten healthier but um, results just haven't been there quite yet so uh women's soccer though i mean they they're they got women's and men's uh, have have some big games coming up they got concordia um, on, on Saturday after Hastings College Football plays Concordia. So uh, three Bulldog teams coming into to Lloyd Wilson Field trying to, to win some big games. And um, women's soccer is ranked 22. They dropped a little bit after last, uh, last week, but um, got a third straight win on, uh, on Sunday, beat Mount Marty. And um, they're, they're tied with those Bulldogs right now. Concordia, you know, they've had some, they've had some fights the last, uh, last you know, number of years, and um, it's been fun to watch those teams go head-to-head. So... Um, the men obviously beat Mount Marty as well. Then they've um, <clears throat> they've got to go against here uh, Concordia on Saturday and, and um, Doan as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that women's one could be for top spot in the conference. Uh, should I guess the Broncos take care of uh, Mount Marty? But I mean, yeah, it'll be a fun one, and we're getting close to kind of you know postseason for these fall sports. And I mean, I looked ahead. Basketball starts at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Basketball <laughs> season starting here, like the end of October. They're already practicing. They're already practicing uh, at the arena. So yeah. Anyway, there, there's a lot going on with uh, the championships. Of course, uh, we'll all be involved with uh, softball here for the uh, rest of the week. Uh, more big games uh, coming up tomorrow out at the uh, complex and in the the state championship games. It's kind of a, a screwed up deal this year. They moved all the state championship games to a Monday. They're going to be playing at uh, Nebraska-Omaha. So teams will play again tomorrow. If necessary, games are going to be played in the hurricane on, uh, on a Friday. Then they'll take Saturday and Sunday off. Then the uh, championship game is going to be played on Monday down in Omaha. Uh, I don't know if I like the system, but that's the, that's the system that we're dealt with here this year. Yeah, they have a new format they kind of took what baseball did last spring and and made two 14 pods so kind of got rid of a maybe a meaningless game in the grand scheme of things by doing that so a little bit of of a different look Uh, games line up a little bit differently there's some cross bracket play but um, yeah so just a different venue for the championship championship too they want to televise it and baseball was televised in the spring got to have the equality with the softball too so going up to Connie Claussen Field at, at UNO and um, those games will be on Monday. I mean, I was going to say because I, I like that in a sense because it can be put on TV because it gives those people that are on the panel like in Kimball or in Scotts Bluff or in Shattern or Alliance, for them, who, people who aren't able to come down, you know, make that, you know, now six, seven-hour trip from Claire out there to Omaha. And so, I mean, that's, it's a good sense. But, yeah, it's going to be a kind of – it's kind of a different feel this year with the new format. And so we'll see where this goes. But, um, like I said, we got two – yeah, tomorrow yet here in – and Friday, if necessary, here in Hastings for the, the 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 ones that are still surviving that are in the championship game Monday. So we'll see when for the next two days of state softball. And like Mike just said, it, we might be playing in a hurricane come Friday. You know, Friday morning, Friday afternoon. Ashland Greenwood has got a lead over uh, Saint Cecilia, nine to four. They're in the uh, bottom of the fifth inning. So the Hawkins winning earlier uh, this morning. They're uh, trailing Ashland Greenwood nine to four. Hastings High. Will play in the uh, next set of games coming up. Tigers will have a tough time too. They've got maybe one of the, the better teams, regardless of class and Blair coming up in uh, their next round. So uh, we'll see what happens. See what the schedule looks like uh, for tomorrow. One thing I did mean to mention earlier: uh, we talked a little bit about volleyball. Uh, Minden, obviously, we spoke about them. You know, the great season that they're having. BDS is on a nice little run. They've won 12 straight matches. They went unbeaten in that Mead tournament, and uh, they have not lost a set in those 12 matches. So, I mean, uh, Minden hasn't, they've lost one all season, and so BDS is trying to put together their own Minden streak, and so uh, we're, we're going to be getting down to postseason for volleyball, too. So, I mean, like you said, it's, uh, it's a fun time in the fall. This is chaotic, but it's a lot of fun to see these teams progress and uh, get to this point in the season. All right, anything else we need to bring up before we get out of here for a uh, Wednesday? Again, a busy week on into the weekend. We'll do this again uh, next Wednesday. I I don't have my marching papers yet. I I don't know where we're heading uh, next Wednesday, but hopefully we can get back on time 
that we won't have uh, something that's going to delay us from getting over here. But we'll do this again uh, next Wednesday, 6 o'clock starting time for the uh, Tribune Tailgate uh, Talk Show. And again, uh, thanks for the folks over here in Geneva for having us over the overtime grill and lounge. If you're coming over to the football game on Friday, make it a point to come on downtown in Geneva. Stop on by the overtime grill and lounge. Grab yourself something to eat. Grab yourself uh, your favorite beverage before you head out to the ball game. Even after the game. Yeah, even after the game, if you want to have a big celebration, come on in and the guys will take care of you here at the overtime grill and lounge in Geneva. Again, their specials, the prime rib sliders are the special on Monday nights. The uh, burger night is on Tuesday. Hot beefs are on Thursday. Then their delicious steaks and salad bar. That's your uh, special every Friday and Saturday here at the Overtime Grill and Lounge in Geneva. Yeah, that St. Cecilia game actually did go final. Uh, I had a, a pass score. So Ashland Greenwood wins 13-4, to dropping, wow. dropping the Hawkettes into a, a loser's bracket game tomorrow. They'll have to fight their way through and, and see if they can get back to that state final like their goal was this season. So where are you going to be at Friday night, Mike? I'm going to hang out and see uh, what happens with uh, state softball. And uh, if all things go according to plan, I'll be over here on the Friday night. I'll be here, and I'll be probably writing my story at the Overtime Lounge. So. <laughs> <laughs> a good place to write your story at the Overtime Lounge. So Good, good vibes here for sure. Uh, don't judge me again, Mike, but I'll, I'll, I'm missing a Friday night. I'm, I'm going to Texas tomorrow, so I'll be, uh, I'll be out of town. I'll be back next week for the podcast. Don't worry about it. But, Texas? Uh, what's in Texas? I'm going to a music festival down there, meeting my, meeting my sister, and, okay. and uh, we're just going to you know, have, a, have a long weekend. It's a bad weekend to do it, but hang out in the Longhorn territory. It'll have be a, a lot warmer there than here. Have a good time. Yep, I'll be in, at Silver Lake uh, Thursday night with Blue Hill, and then Friday, the way it's looking right now, I'm going to be covering GICC at Donovan Trumbull. So hopefully not in a hurricane. All right. Those are some of the things coming up. You can read all about that in the uh, Hastings Tribune. And, again, thanks for joining us here on Extreme Sports and uh, over here at the Overtime Grill and Lounge in Geneva. It's always a pleasure to come over here, and we'll make it a point to uh, return here uh, in the very near future. So, again, thanks for joining us live on Extreme Sports today. Reminder, you can catch – the award-winning broadcast, again, uh, you can grab it online at the your Hastings Tribune website. It's also up now on the, the Extreme Sports website, so you can catch the podcast uh, either place. So if, you're, if you happen to miss it on a Wednesday or you want to listen to a, a portion of uh, the, the broadcast that we had, an interview or whatever, you can also grab it on the podcast at either site uh, coming up beginning uh, tomorrow morning. So that'll wrap things up. From the Overtime Grill and Lounge in Geneva, for Marcus, for Nick, for Will, I'm Mike Will, wishing you a very pleasant good evening from Geneva.